Awesome, awesome. Welcome, welcome to Liberty Church Foley Campus. My name is Cliff Pugh. I'm the campus pastor here. Most of you, I believe, know me, but for those of you that are guests today, we say welcome, welcome, welcome. Come on, can we give it up for those guests in the room today? Awesome. And it's so good to see every one of you. I mean, again, we are praying that God speaks to our hearts today. I believe that's I believe that's why you're here, is you want to not just hear me, this guy wearing... Uh, these used to be slim jeans, and they're turning skinny because of the COVID-19. And so somebody laughed really loud. I'm going to run this week. Thank you for that laugh of motivation. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, this is the final install of the series, Who is God? But before we jump in there and, and talk about who is God today, our last uh, message on who is God, I want to tell you that next week we have a new series coming up. It's going to be awesome. As Pastor David was talking earlier, like, we've got a lot of good stuff happening around Liberty Church. And I know that these days feel a little bit, I'm going to speak to it, they feel a little bit different because you look around the room and you go, where are all my friends, you know? Some are at the beach, some are at home, some are working, some are sick today, some are waiting for test results today, and it gets crazy. But I do piggyback off what Pastor David said and say, we need to pray as a church and pray for our community, man, we've got back to school happening soon. Oh, Jesus, homeschool and back to school and what's going on there. We need to pray. We need to pray for those that are struggling in the hospital today. We need to pray. And so we're going to have 21 days of prayer kicking off soon. You do not want to miss next week. You want to come out and bring your family. It's going to be an amazing time to kick off a new series. All right, you with me? Awesome. Come on, come on. You can shout. We can participate. Awesome, I know that was, okay, let's talk about TV, because y'all want to, do you watch TV? Who watches TV? Show, show of hands. Who watches TV? It's, it's Christian, I know we're, we're not a bunch of dead people, like, you watch TV, right? I mean, we don't call it TV anymore, we stream and all that good stuff, but who doesn't love watching a good argument on TV? That's what I'm talking about. I don't love conflict in my life, I don't love drama, and so to make my level of drama less, I watch other people's drama on TV, that's what I do. And we've watched shows like Bachelor, Bachelorette, now they've got Bachelor uh, Tokyo, Bachelor uh, Paradise, Bachelor Sweden, Bachelor Iceland. Like, I mean, they've got Bachelor in every place. Why? Because better, they don't care about where it's at. They care about the argument. The better the argument, the better the rating. Literally, the promo of the show is, you know that uh, Sally is, like, interested in Johnny, and Johnny likes Susie, and Johnny likes Sally, but Johnny made out with both of them in the same week or the same day, dun, 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 drama. Tune in next week to see who his decision will be. It's ridiculous, but we love a good argument. Like, let's be honest, but there's nothing worse. I think we can all agree on this. There's nothing worse than showing up to the argument. You don't have all the facts, and you argue, argue from a position of, like, being in the dark. Or you know what I'm talking about? You're like, oh, honey, you spent money on this, 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 and this. And you're like, oh, no, no, one of those five I did not spend money on. And then the whole argument crumbles because of one thing. Who doesn't love a good argument? Who doesn't love a good argument? We can realize that arguments are fun. No, arguments usually are not fun. <laughs> if you said ar if arguments are fun, you, you've got a problem. But arguments can be very meaningful. They can drive down to a deeper conflict and a deeper issue that we need to deal with. 
We're going to pick up this morning in the heat of an argument, okay? It's in John chapter 8, verse 12. Let's read this scripture. It'll be on the screen if you don't have your Bible, but it's the NLT translation. Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am, this is Jesus speaking to the crowd. He says, I am the light of the world. And if you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. And the Pharisees replied, you're making those claims about yourself. Such testimony is not valid. They probably said it with an English accent. Such testimony is not valid. And this is what they're saying. Jesus, you're crazy. Jesus of Nazareth, I know where you're coming from. You are a liar. But Jesus makes this claim. It's a huge claim. He says, I am the light of the world, and whoever follows me will not have to walk in darkness. They can have life. It's a light that will lead them to life. Things get really awkward because, because the Pharisees, the religious leaders of the day, they say, your claim is not true, bro. You're a liar. Jesus returns this, this exchange of awkward communication, this argument. He says, even in verse 14, even if I do bear witness about myself, my testimony is true, for I know where I came from and where I'm going, but you don't know where I come from or where I'm going. And so Jesus basically says, what if I am testifying about myself? What if I am speaking of myself, but I know something that you don't know? You don't know where I come from. You don't know where I'm going. And all of a sudden, the Pharisees, are, they're on pause in the middle of this argument. They've called him a liar, and he says, I'm not a liar. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm not, I'm not, tr- I'm not lying to you, but you wouldn't even know it if it hit you. Have you ever said that? You wouldn't know the truth if it hit you in the face. We say crazy things like this. He says, you wouldn't know because there's things that you don't know about. See, the scripture shows us today that Jesus, he's always trying to lead us out of darkness. Jesus leads us out of darkness. Why are so many people like easily triggered or offended today? And even by that word triggered, that word can trigger you into more offense. Uh, like, Like something big is happening in this text that we need to understand. The truth of the matter is I might say a few things that offend you today. I might semi offend you. I might totally, teetotally offend you. And you could think, Cliff, what an idiot. <laughs> Just think it. Don't, don't say it. Then, then you, could, you could actually get up and quietly walk out. Get the kids, come on, let's go. This guy offended me. You could be like the guy that we talked about at Culver's last week who says, shut up. I don't have a mask. Shut up. I want ice cream. And he leaves the store. You can even get more vulgar and say, you, sir, are a despicable liar. And then I'll have security tackle you. <laughs> have you seen Jason? Have you seen this guy? He's a, he, you don't want to be tackled, okay? No, I'm just messing. But why did these Pharisees get so offended by this statement? Because Jesus began to prove in that moment. And you know when someone speaks the truth out loud, you go, whoa. It's like, The hair kind of stands up on the back of your neck. God is light. And he said, I am the light of the world. 
I love this because Jesus begins to go down a path that he must prove that he is light and that God works best in the dark. So for those of you that are concerned, and we are concerned about where we are in this world and where we are right now in society and where we are in this nation, and and, and there's things to be concerned about, you need to know that God is light, Jesus is the light of the world, and he is working even when you can't see it, even when you're in the dark, he is working and he works best in the dark. And Jesus begins to prove this. See, the mention of light and the imagery of light to a Hebrew expert of the law, the Pharisee the learned person that knows the Bible, the Old Testament inside and out. That's what a Pharisee was. This has major, major repercussions. Who are you talking about? Moses? God? I am? What are you talking about, Jesus? Let's go to the beginning. Jesus in the beginning. God in the beginning. Genesis chapter 1 will help us better understand exactly what Jesus is saying. And the Hebrew, the the person that knew the Old Testament, knew the Pharisee knew what Jesus was was talking about. In the beginning, this is verse 1, Genesis 1-1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form, and it was void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, and it's this classic, beautiful words, let there be light. And with a spoken word, there was light. Here's the state of the universe, formless, in complete darkness. It's void of life. And he says, let there be light. And in one sentence, it began to replace formlessness. What was once formless is now beginning to be formed immediately. It was being formed and darkness was being pushed out. Galaxies are being spoken into existence and light and all the planets and beyond now that they continue to look beyond and beyond and beyond. And that's how big our God is. He said, let there be light. And what was void, what was empty began to be filled with creation, filled with life. And this is who Jesus is. He says, I am the light of the world. For him to say that means, what are you, what are you saying, Jesus? In the middle of that argument, are you saying what I think you're saying? That's what they're saying. You're a liar, what they're really saying. If you've ever been in an argument, it's like, are you saying what I think you're saying? And he says, yes, I am the light of the world. Jesus says, I am God because I was the active force of creation that was there. In the beginning, John 1, 1 was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. In John 1, 14, the word became flesh and walked and dwelt among us, the very creation that he created. He walked the face of the earth with us so that we could experience God But this is unacceptable to those who gather with their own opinion and their own agenda and their own data and their own facts. People who have built their life and their worth on the ability to check boxes and check boxes for other people to see if you're living up to their standard, to living up to their rule, to living up to their government of the day, to live up to their title and a position and authority. This doesn't check the box for educated men who feel that their behavior puts them in a better than mentality 
somebody to put down another race and another person and another dialect. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. This is where Jesus shows up in darkness, and it's a massive threat to the very existence, their very title, their very delegated temporary authority that was placed on them by God in the first place. And he said, I am God. I am the word become flesh. I was the active force of creation. That was me. And Jesus says, I know where I came from, and I know where I'm going. Where is that found in the Bible? What are you talking about, Jesus? In Revelation 22, it says this, and on that day, they will no longer even need the sun or the moon, for the glory of God will be their light. He won't even need the sun. He won't even need the moon. He will just exist on the throne. He will be seen as the God of light. That's glory. 2 Corinthians 4.4 says that you can't even understand the argument because the, the God of this age blinds, the enemy blinds you, blinds the mind and the eyes to see the light of the glory of God. That's not even in the notes. That's an extra Chick-fil-A nugget. Manna from heaven, 2 Corinthians 4.4. Go read it this week. It's amazing. Jesus' rebuttal to this argument. They say, you're a liar, Jesus. And he says, I alone can take what is formless and begin to form it. I alone can push out darkness, and I alone fill every void with life. Jesus is the light of the world. And I love it because Jesus knew his purpose. He walked out his purpose in life. And this is one of the, the, the hardest things for most of humanity to say, why on earth am I here and what is my purpose? What am I called to do? But God, J Jesus shows up as saying, I am the light so that he can shine light on the very reason why he created you to exist. <laughs> Before you in your mother's womb, he, he formed you. That's Jeremiah 1. Like, there's other scriptures that we could go on about that talk about that, that you were created in the image of God, and that he has a purpose and a plan for your life. Why then am I in darkness? Why then do I not know what that's about? Jesus shows up in the middle of darkness and says, I have an amazing purpose for you. Well, what is my purpose? To enjoy God? Well, how do I do that, God? By glorifying me. Okay, how do I do that? By rightly living and ordering my life around your order. By ordering my life around your word. By ordering my life around your commands. By submitting my life to your life, God. And so Jesus, from the very beginning, says, I want to give you life and life abundantly. You can find that in John 10, 10. The enemy seeks to kill and steal and destroy your life and rid you and get rid of all of your, your purpose in life so that you would never even see the light of what that's about. But God says, from the very beginning, I came to give light, I came to give life, and I came to shine light on the very darkness that you think that you are in. And you might be in darkness today. When we're talking about Jesus being the light of the world, what we're saying is, is without Jesus, you will remain in a very real sense unmade, unfound, unformed. You can enjoy a lot of life and you can enjoy a lot of things without being a Christian, but without him, you won't fully know what life is all about. You won't fully know what intimacy with another person should really be about. You won't know what life could truly be. Without Jesus, you will be looking and you will be searching and you will be found wanting. 
I love real life examples in the Bible because Jesus gives the reason why a lot of this drama unfolds in our life many times if we will look for it. And earlier in the chapter, in John chapter 8, Jesus gives the real reason why all this drama is unfolding. Do you all want to know the reason why the drama unfolds? Jesus, you're a liar. Because right before that, do you remember in John chapter 8, the beginning of the chapter, there's a, a woman who was caught in the very act of, the very sin of committing adultery with a man. Look at this in John chapter 8, verse 2. I'll read it quickly. Early in the morning, he came again to the temple. That's Jesus. All the people came to him. He sat down and taught them. The scribes, the Pharisees, they brought a woman who had been caught in adultery, and they threw her. Some translations say they threw her at the feet of Jesus. And they said to him, teacher, this woman has been caught in sin. The act of adultery. Now, in the law of Moses, Moses in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such a woman. So what do you say, Jesus? This they said to test him, that they might have some charge to bring against him. They didn't care about this woman. They wanted to catch Jesus. Jesus bent down and wrote with his finger on the ground. And as they continued to ask him, he stood up and he said to them, Let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw the stone at her. And once more, he bent down and wrote on the ground. Don't you want to know what he wrote on the ground? I wish I could go back and find out. Some, some scholars, some, some, some argue, if you will, or present that, that he may have been writing down all the sins of all the men that were there. Or maybe he was writing down the names of the people that they had been with prior. Or, they, or that uh, this is what you did last night. And then like send them on their way. I don't know what he wrote down, but whatever it was, this is what he said. Let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw the stone at her. I'm going to bring my daughter up here. I think she's in the room. There she is. Come on, Cadence Pugh. This is my oldest daughter. She's going to come on up to the platform and help me out. She's a little nervous. She's a little scared. Come on. You got this. Are you crying? Oh, she is scared. You don't, you don't have to if you don't want to. You don't want to? You do want to? <laughs> you, you can turn around if you want to. You don't have to. You don't have to. I didn't mean to. Why are you so scared, baby? Okay. Well, hey, turn and look at me. Turn and look at your daddy. This is a, this will this will preach too. It's another message. We'll have to go in a different. Just look at your daddy. Okay. Come on. Just look at me. Look at daddy. I love. Oh, you want mom? Okay. <laughs> That, that don't preach as well. <laughs> so, uh, so here's the deal. Here's the deal. I'll stand, stand right with me. This woman was caught in the act of adultery. Now, this is a child of God. This is a, this is a woman who had a calling and a purpose on her life. And immediately, the older men began to drop their stones and began to, to walk away because they knew they had a portfolio of failure. They knew they had a list a mile long. They said, I'm out. They, but here's what happened is this woman is on the ground. Do you mind, do you mind just kind of just kneeling down right here? Just kneeling down with me. Just kneel down with me. There you go. I said with me, but I'll be with you in just a second. Here we go. And this woman is on the ground, and she might have covered up her face. She was scared, waiting, waiting for men to cast the first stone and perhaps 
knock her in the head, to knock her out, to begin to kill her. The law said that they could. But Jesus says, let the one who's without sin throw the first stone. One by one, the rocks begin to fall to the ground. Jesus walks over to her and he picks her up. I don't want to take this out of context and I don't want to go way out here, but as I was reading this text this week, it's just, I wonder if for a moment he, I mean, I've had moments in my life where I've had to name the rocks that people have thrown at my way or the enemy has thrown at my way. And he said, see that rock there? That's called, you thought you were formless and I'm speaking life into you right now. And, and, and you think you're empty, and you are because you've gone to this man and this guy and this thing and this addiction. But, sweetheart, I love you so much. That right there, you're no longer formless. You're no longer empty. I speak my life into you, and you can actually get up. Come on, get up with me. Let's leave those rocks right there. Get up with me, and you are no longer formless. You are no longer void. I speak life into you. Now go and sin no more. Go live an abundant life. You can do this. I'm with you. This is amazing that God speaks over our life. He asked her, woman, where are they? Where are your accusers? And she said, no one, Lord. He said, I don't condemn you either. I don't condemn you for all that you've done. Go your way and sin no more. See, Jesus doesn't just give the light of the world. Jesus lights up your life. Jesus lights our world up with a statement that that he's for us and not against us, that he loves us. He's saying in that moment, I'm the God who doesn't just create the world and invade the world. I invade your specific life, your personal life, your personal space, that even in your darkest moment like this woman, that, that your most empty moment, that I illuminate the dark night and I begin to fill every void and I set your life into motion, that I've come for you to have a relationship with me, that you can actually fulfill your purpose. This is what I want to say. I know, I know she's a little nervous today. I I love my cadence. She's nine years old. She was born March 24th, 2011, 5.05 a.m. It was early. Why did you do that to me? You won the race, girl, and you, and you made it. (laughs) And you're here, 5.05 in the morning, eight pounds, one ounce. I forget how many inches long. I forgot to ask mom because, but this is what I know. She was jet black hair, beautiful porcelain skin. When she was about 18 months old, like we didn't know if she was going to walk. It was really nervous for us. We, we sent her into physical therapy because she scooted. She was one of those scooters. She scooted everywhere she went. I remember leading worship one day and I prayed. I, like, I wanted to laugh because she was so beautiful. Her mommy set her down at the back of the church and we were about 30 feet away and she scooted from the back door all the way to the front going, Daddy, Daddy, and she scooted. I can't even physically get this to do that. <laughs> But she did. I'm like, how can you do that and not walk? Come on, Jesus, help us. Are you going to be okay? And in one word, I was laughing because that's my daughter. And on the other breath, I was crying going, is she going to walk? I don't know. See, I know a lot about my daughter, but, but I don't know everything that bothers her even now. Nine, it breaks my heart because there's already things that she starts to tuck away in her heart. And I don't know everything that bothers her. Obviously, she got nervous and wanted mommy more than daddy. And she's a, you can go, you can go your way now, sweetheart. Give it up for Cadence. She has a real fear of darkness, not to embarrass her, but there are things that really do upset her. 
but I don't know everything that she struggles with. And you're sitting here today saying, does God see everything? Does God see me? I mean, he sees everything. Yes, we can get it in our minds and in our heart that he doesn't know. But let me tell you, your husband may not know what you're going through, but God surely knows what you're going through. Your kids may not know everything, but God knows. Your pastor may not know, but God knows. And it's time for us to take off the mask, take off the charade and the facade, and step out of darkness into light. See, we have a misconception about God, that he's an ultimate punisher, that he's the one that's hurling rocks at us. And he's saying, no, 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 you don't know me. You're wrong. I'm the hope of the world. This is what this whole series was about. Like, I'm your peace, and I'm your joy, and I am the God who heals you. And I'm also the God that lights up your life. I am am light. And I want to have a relationship with you. I want to have a relationship with you. Ecclesiastes 3.11 says that God has put eternity into the heart of man. So I want to encourage you today that it's only what is eternal that can fill eternal voids. There may be things that you're missing in life. But I want to encourage you today that you do not have to stay in darkness. Can I get an amen? You don't have to stay there. God is light. (laughs) You don't have to be afraid. I didn't plan it that way. I coached my daughter. I prayed with my daughter. I like, you know, she wore the perfect outfit and she's like, I've got this. And even in the I got this moment, she's still afraid going, I don't know if I've got this. I don't know if I've got this, but today you cannot have this on your own. God is light. Don't stay in darkness. Step into his light. God knows what you need. God knows what you think that you need. He also knows where you're running to get what you think that you need. For some of you, you're running to things and people, and they can't give you what you need or what you think you need. Only God can give you what you truly need and what you want. He made you and he fashioned you. He knows you. What was this woman looking for? She wasn't going to find it there. That's, I don't know what she was looking for. She may have been looking for love. She may have been looking for a paycheck. She may have been looking for some acceptance. She was trying to find something, but she was not going to find it there. This is what I love about God. Even in the beginning when Adam and Eve messed it all up, he said, where are you? We're over here hiding in the darkness. We're over here in the bushes. We've covered up our shame and our nakedness. And he says, but I love you. Come out from behind the bushes. Get out of the darkness. I want to be with you. I want you to step into my light. Psalm 27 verse 1 says, and I love this. I've often said, Lord, why did you start this verse this way? Why did the psalmist David write this verse this way? You would think that God would set it up like, the Lord is my salvation, and he's light, and he's hope, and he's peace, and he's joy, and and then it go on and on. But this is what it says. The Lord is my light and my salvation. So why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress. He protects me from danger. So why should I tremble? What can man do to you? What can this world do to you? What can separate you from the love of God? Nothing. Just step into the light. You don't have to walk in darkness. Say yes to him. He begins to drive out the darkness in your life. 
He takes what's formless and he breathes his life on it and he begins to form you and fashion you into the very thing that he created you to be. The beautiful person that he's called you to be with purpose. He begins to fill every void, every crack, every crevice, whether it was self-inflicted or someone else did that to you. He fills that void and there's no longer emptiness there. It's a vessel that can be filled up to be poured out, to be filled up, to be poured out. I love this because as I wrap up today and we're about to pray, Jesus says don't stay in darkness because he flips the script. In Matthew chapter 5, I believe it's verse 14. Go read it this week. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. He says, remember, guys, I spoke that I'm the light of the world. You're the light of the world. And he attaches purpose to us so that now we were once in darkness, but now we're in light. And now everywhere we go, we can share the light of Jesus with those who are around us. Everywhere I go, every day, that I can be light in this world. God works best in darkness. God works best through you in darkness. That means I have a lot of hope for where the church is because if you're filled with light, you can make incredible impact in your home. You can make incredible impact in your school, young person. You can make incredible impact in this community. You go be the light of the world in Jesus' name. Don't stay in darkness this morning. God's love chases us down and he gets down in the dirt and he forms you and he loves you and he defends you. So much so that he says, what has been name calling you? What sin has told you you're addicted and you must stay there? And he looks at you and he says, my son, my daughter, I got you. I got this. Just like my my daughter would say, daddy can handle this. Now she didn't say that this morning and I'm a little upset, but she normally looks at her sister and she says, Daddy can handle this one, Harper. I love that. What does God need to handle in your life this morning? Step out of darkness and into his light. Let's bow our head and close our eyes. If you do not know Jesus and you've been feeling emptiness and void and formless, you do not know Jesus as your savior this morning. You want to receive him as the savior of your life. Why don't you just raise your hand right where you are? We're going to pray with you this morning. Amen. Anyone? Amen. Let's pray this prayer out loud. Come on, say, Jesus. Come on, let's pray at church. Jesus, thank you for saving me. Thank you for giving me mercy and forgiveness. Thank you for taking my life and giving it purpose. I live my life for you, Jesus. I will follow you, Jesus, as the Lord and Savior of my life. I repent and I turn from those things that I've tried to fill my life with. You, Jesus, are the light of the world. Come on, say that. You, Jesus, are the light of the world. (laughs) Thank you for calling me out of darkness today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.